So good to see you here this morning. Thank God for a wonderful Sunday school lesson this morning that Sherry taught on on being that vessel of honor unto God. It's a wonderful teaching and a wonderful lesson. I want you, if you would, to turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 7. John chapter 7, read with me verses 16 and 17. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine own, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. This verse 17 is, to me, very important. It says, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. And God has linked uh, doing his will to knowing him. Amen. We do, when we do the things of God, when we do the things that God has called us to do, that is when we know the Lord. That is when we know the things of God. When we do his will, we will know his doctrine. When we obey the Lord, we will come to know and understand him more. Amen? I know it sounds like a very simple truth, but it's here in the Bible. And he says, if any man will, that's because every man won't, right? We have a will. We have a choice to make when it comes to the things of God. If any man will, he says, do his will. If any man will do the will of my Father, Jesus says, he'll know the doctrines. He'll understand. He'll understand the things of God. If we'll do, we'll know. We do not come to know the things of God by disobedience. How many of you know that? We do not come to know the things of God by disobedience. We, we don't come to know the Lord or the things of God or deeper things of God by refusing to do his will, by refusing to obey Jesus Christ, by ignoring or neglecting the clear commands of God, by turning a blind eye or a deaf ear to the clear commandments of God given in his word. I know that's a mouthful there, but we don't come to know the Lord or the things of God. It's like we're on the outside looking in, and we'll never come to know God or the things of God if we're on the outside looking in and we're probing it like with a um, uh, you know, some kind of tool under a microscope. I'm going to see if I can dissect and figure this all out. We come to know the Lord as we do his will. If any man will do his will, he will know the doctrine. Doctrine simply means teaching, okay? Teaching is what we believe. And if we believe it and we believe it with all of our heart, then we, we're saved. And if we believe the gospel with all our hearts and lives, then we're born again. And then we are, it's going to affect our lives and we have new life. Doctrine is not unimportant. You know, in the, in the days in which we live in the church world, there's such a, uh, almost a disdain for doctrinal discussions and doctrinal beliefs. And we're going to sit down and look at our doctrinal statement. And we'll just have big phrases like love wins in the end and things like that. Wait a minute, you know, we need to know what we believe. We don't just believe anything we want and think it's going to turn out fine in the end. If anyone will do his will, he will know of the doctrine. Okay, we'll know the doctrine. Doctrine is important. Doctrine is not just uh, a set, of, set of, of written down statements that are, okay, my church holds to that. Well, do you hold to that? Do you believe it? 
Do you believe Jesus was born of a virgin? Do you believe he's the only Savior and there's not another besides him? Do you believe he's God's only son? Do you believe he, he lived on this life incarnate in a, in a fleshly body and died for the sins of the world by himself and rose again in power because he took up his own life again the third day as he said he would? Do you believe he's coming back again? Do you believe there's forgiveness through his blood? Do we believe these things? Do we believe he's coming back to this earth to reign and rule for a thousand years? This is doctrine and, and and believing it, we, it should affect our lives. We've talked about the rapture. Do you believe in the rapture of the church? Well, the Bible teaches it. If you don't or you don't understand it, let's sit down and study it. Let's talk about it. As we talk about these things in Sunday school, we talk about these things on Wednesday nights. We talk about these things on Sunday mornings and with our youth groups on Friday evenings. And so the, the, no, believing in the rapture, for example, that the Lord could rapture us before church is over today, ought to affect my life. It ought to make me a vessel of honor, like Sherry was talking about, me desiring to be. Let's put it this way. It ought to give me a desire to want to be holy unto the Lord, to want to be separated and sanctified unto God. So our doctrine is important. This lesson is not really on doctrine. This, this lesson to me is on obedience. As we do his will, we come to know the things of God. So just that little phrase, if any man will do his will, he will know. We'll do, we'll know. And, and the more we walk with God and walk in the things of God that he's clearly shown us from his scriptures, the more we're going to come to know the Lord and the things of God. I want to read this from Hebrews chapter 12. It says, but ye are come, speaking about born again believers, ye are come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that ye refuse him not. That's simply, what is that talking about? Just obedience. The, it, it's not a miserable thing to obey the Lord. The Bible says in 1 John that uh, this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not what? Grievous. The commandments of God to somebody that's outside looking in. Oh, you got to do this, this, and this, and you can't smoke or cuss or drink or do any of this stuff. That must just be miserable. They're on the outside looking in. We have the life of Christ in us. And, and this is the love of God, he says, that we keep his commandments, plural. There's more than one. And his commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome. They're not a burden. They're not like, oh, i got to be a Christian. I can't, I can't go do all this crazy stuff like everybody else is doing because I'm a Christian. If that's the way we're looking at it, we don't know Christ. That's not the Lord of the Bible. In his presence is fullness of joy. The world's on the outside looking in. They have temporary happiness that comes and goes. They'll be at the stadium tonight. Nothing wrong with that. You know, watching LSU Tigers. If LSU loses and they flop and the new coach is a bust or whatever, they're going to be miserable. They'll be miserable for months upon months and months because that's what they're, all, all their focus is upon. But in God's presence is fullness of joy. See that you refuse him not. See that you refuse him not. Refuse means to shun to avoid, to decline, to excuse, to reject. You say, well, I'm a Christian. I haven't rejected Christ. What about every day when you wake up and God says, I want you to go spend some time with me. Get up a little earlier and go spend some time with me and open your Bibles and read it. And we decline that. We shun it. We're a Christian. We're saved. But we're not going to do that. Right? I'm too busy. I'm too sleepy. I've got too big a week. That is shunning the Lord. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm saying in that thing and probably in other things, we can uh, refuse the Lord, but that's not how we come to know the Lord, by refusing the Lord. We come to know him as we do his will. 
We come to know him as we do his will. There is, uh, you know, one may, may take the Bible, okay, or good doctrine, or look up our doctrine on the, on, the, on the website and see what we believe. You know, it's very conservative. It's what we believe is traditional Christianity. But one may read the Bible, may ponder over the scriptures, may debate whether this is true or not, may reason it away, criticize it, analyze it, familiarize themselves or himself or herself with the word of God, but nothing will happen in that individual life until they do the will of God. You could do all day long. You could be a professor of the Bible and know it far better than I know it and, and dissect it all day long and debate it and we'll have a conference and we'll debate it some more We'll decide if we believe this or not believe this. And we can do that endlessly. And yet and nothing will happen in that life as far as being saved, as far as knowing the Lord, walking in the ways of God. Nothing will happen in that life until they do it. It's a very simple thing. But people are, are you know, they debate the word of God. They debate Christianity. They debate whether Jesus is the one true way. And they might be more familiar with the, the scriptures than you are and than I am. And yet nothing's going to happen in their life. They won't know the Lord or know the things of God until they obey the Lord. I know we've talked about this before, but the Bible says we're to walk in the light as he is in the light, Right? And we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. First John uh, chapter 1. Now, if God reveals a measure of light to you, I'm talking, talking about holy light of truth from God. He reveals it to you. You're sitting in church today or in Sunday school or you're at home reading your Bible, and bing, the light bulb comes on, and you have some understanding of truth from the Bible. If there's something in that truth that he reveals to you that you are to obey, then guess what? You are to obey it. If he shows you something, uh, those friends you're hanging out with, they, they're bringing you down morally. They're draw, drawing you away from Jesus. You need to step up and separate yourself from those friends. Try to reach them for Christ, but you need to separate from hanging out with them. If that's the case, he has shown me a little measure of light. Now, I could go to the scriptures and say, come out from among them and be separate, right? First, Second Corinthians chapter 6. We can look at the scriptures, but when God reveals it to you and puts his finger on something in your life, that TV show you're watching is not honoring to me, you specifically showing you, and you need to walk away from that. You need to change the channel or turn it off or walk away. You need to get, stop watching that, that music you're listening to. God's not trying to take your fun away from you, I promise you. He's trying to give, give you more light, and as he gives you more light, he wants you to walk in that. If I refuse to do that, even as a Christian, I refuse. I'm bringing heartache on myself. I'm, bringing, I'm stunting my growth. I don't know why I heard when, when we were little growing up, I always heard that coffee would stunt your growth. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but I was thinking about that. You know, something will stunt your growth spiritually. With disobedience to the Lord, he shows you something, you specifically, and, and you say, I don't, I'm just kind of shun that, and we reject it. It's a measure of light. He wants you to walk in it. If he reveals himself to you as a God of, of love, as a God of truth, as a God, and he wants us to walk in, in that light. And as we walk in that light, I know we've talked about this before, what does he do? He gives us more light. He gives us more light, and then we can walk in that. More truth, more understanding, uh, 
more, more strength, more power to do his will. And, but if I refuse and he shows me this thing that I need to do in my life as a Christian, something to obey the Lord. Maybe it's your prayer life, whatever it may be. And I refuse. Guess what? That measure of light's just going to stay right there until I do it. I really believe that. I don't believe we'll grow. I say it all the time. You're not going to get to second grade until you pass first. We have to grow. We have to be obedient to what he shows us. Well, I'm not interested in that. God, I want this over here. He says, I want this over here. I want you to get this over here to prepare you for what's over there. You're all excited about this spiritual power or whatever here. Why don't you just walk in obedience with me right here for right now? Why don't you separate yourselves from things that are ungodly or whatever it may be? And I just believe there's this endless by many people, and many may be in the church, but there's this endless journey, uh, the Bible speaks of it, of ever learning and never able, being able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth. How do I come to it? Well, these people are learning, and they're learning, but they never, in their process of learning, come to the knowledge of the truth. And the reason is because they don't walk in the light that's God given them. They don't obey what the Lord has told them already. And he's just not going to play games. You walk in this, first is give your life to Christ, right? First, give yourself to the Lord. As we walk in that, he gives us more light. Day by day, he gives us more. But I believe this world is filled with people who wonder and guess and suppose and ponder and seek. And, well, I don't know if you know, the God of the Bible is the real God, or I don't know if you can have a real personal relationship with God. This would be more of an agnostic, believe there's a higher power, but don't know that he has a name or that we can know him. Uh, I think there's some truth in all religions. Have you heard these kind of things before? There's some truth in all the great religions of the world. They're never going to get past that. Never, never. It'd be 105 years old still saying, I believe there's some truth in all religions. They don't know. They guess and they wonder. They'll know when they do. If any man will do his will, he will know the doctrines, whether they are mine or if, uh, the Father's, or if I just basically made it up myself, he's saying. We have to walk in obedience to the Lord. Guess what will happen or, or what will come to the life of the person who just wonders and guesses and supposes but doesn't obey? No salvation. None. No deliverance from sin, no forgiveness of sins, no relationship with Almighty God, no understanding of the things of God, no hope, no fruit of the Spirit uh, in, uh, developed in our lives, no fellowship with other believers, no, no justification by faith, no righteousness imputed to us by the Holy God, no indwelling of the Holy Spirit, no passing from death to life, and in the end, no heaven. They can be ever learning, ever learning, and ever learning, but none of that will come to them until they obey and do the will of God. There comes a point where it's almost like there's enough seeking, enough seeking. The world's full of seekers, and you know what? They think they're, they want to be so open-minded, but they're not open-minded. They're some of the most narrow-minded people in the world that are open-minded because they are closed-minded to believe that Jesus is the way and the only way. They refuse to believe that. See that you refuse him not. This is not a game. He's telling people the truth. He is, the word of God is sounding out. The Holy Spirit is dealing with men's and hearts and consciences, showing that Jesus is the truth. The Holy Ghost is saying yes. Every time somebody preaches the truth to you or shares a scripture with you or shares the gospel with you or a truth to you, the Holy Ghost is saying yes. That's the truth. And guess what? We know it. 
in our hearts. We know it, but see that you refuse him not. We'll stay in that little holding pattern, like when a plane's circling, waiting to land till the weather clears up. There, we just stay that way endlessly. We'll never get anywhere with the Lord until we obey the simplest things that we already know. You don't have to know everything. You just have to obey what you do know. Obey the gospel, right? Eternal life comes through faith in Jesus Christ. We're saved by grace. And so when we walk in that light, he gives us more. So it's very important that you understand we're not talking about we have to obey the Lord and do a bunch of things before we can be saved. We're saved by grace through faith, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. What is it? It's a gift of God. So we're not talking about you have to do a bunch of, you know, obey everything in the Bible, and once you've obeyed it all, then you're saved. No, we're saying you come to Christ and you're saved. And then you walk in the light that he shows you after you're saved. There was light that got us to the gospel. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ has shined upon our hearts, the Bible says. But there are many things in the scriptures. I'm just going to mention some here just quickly. You could think of literally hundreds of others. The Bible says, for example, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So that, that's a commandment of the Lord. I'm not going to enjoy the fullness of the Holy Ghost if I'm not. Be not drunk with wine. We're in its excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The Bible says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's a commandment, right? But we don't do it. We know the Scripture, and we can quote it, and we can even maybe know that that comes from James 4, 7. And we know it, and we could teach a Bible study on it. But until I submit myself to God, resist the devil, he's not going to flee from me. It's so simple, but it's just what God's Word says. He says, uh, the Bible says, for example, abstain from all appearance of evil. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. The word of God says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves uh, as the manner of some is, but all the more we are to pro provoke one another to love and good works. The Bible says, quench not the spirit, grieve not the spirit. The Bible says, test all things, prove all things, pray without ceasing. We don't do any of those things and we wonder, why, why, I'm not, why am I not growing in the Lord? He's already showed us those things. We don't have to go seeking for some deep new truth. He's already said, pray without ceasing. You understand what I mean? Or am I, do I have a prayer life? Do I have a prayer life that's consistent? Do I have a prayer life that's infused and empowered by the Holy Ghost? It ought to be. And if not, we can be at these altars. We can seek in God and say, Lord, do that in my life. I'm lacking here. Just humble yourself before God. Just say, Lord, I'm lacking here. You showed me I'm lacking here. I know I'm lacking here. I can't get any better I can't do any better if you don't help me. And the Lord says, I'll help you. And he helps us, amen? And he gives us the strength. We couldn't. Sherry talked about it this morning. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Apart from him, we can do what? Nothing. He does help us. And all the, the, the commandments of God, they're not grievous. He wants us to walk in that light. So if he showed you something, and the, the word he most clearly speaks to us, y'all, is through the word of God. So if I have the Bible, and I, first I need to know it. Second of all, when I see it and read it, I need to say, put that on my life. Okay? Pray without ceasing. Bam. Put that on my life. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Well, I hadn't prayed in the last couple of days. I've been too busy. Well, God, you know what you do? You say, God, forgive me. I haven't been spending my time with you as I should. But it's going to hurt me 
It's going to stump my growth. He'll forgive me, and then I'll get back on the right track. That's simply walking in the light that he has shown us. Amen? Even in salvation, I know we're not saved by works, but even in salvation, there is something we have to do. This is not heresy, okay, by the way. There's something we have to do even in salvation. Or if we did nothing we had to do, then everybody would be saved, right? But everybody's not saved. There's something we have to do. We have to believe. With the heart, man believeth unto salvation, unto righteousness, okay? With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. The, the uh, people that Jesus had fed uh, with the um, loaves, they came back the next day and they said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him who he hath sent. Believing in the Lord. There's something even a, a lost person has to do to become saved. We have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If I'm an unbeliever, then I'm an unbeliever. I'm not saved. Everybody would be saved if there was nothing we had to do. It's not a work. He says, this is the work. You need to believe on him who he had, he had sent. You need to believe on Jesus Christ. And so we do. And we're passed from death to life. What's the point of all this? And the point of all this that God would have us to hear this morning is that God has intended that men should do his will. That men should do his will. It's just no benefit to God, and it's no benefit to us. It's no benefit to society, the church, or anything for men to hear the word of God and be very familiar with it and not do it. It's doing nobody any good. We know when we do. And then when we do that, he shows us some more, and we walk in that, and we, we, in whatever he shows us new, we walk in that. If any man will do his will, he will know, the Bible says. God is intended for, that men should keep his commandments, not quote his commandments. Nothing wrong with quoting him. We need to know it, amen, if we're going to do it. But that we should keep his commandments, that we should walk in his ways, that we should abide in his love. I can tell you this, that the Lord longs to reveal himself and the deeper things of God to us. He desires that. But we are withholding it from our own lives when we don't walk in just the ABCs of what he's already shown us. Just, just walk in the light that he's given us. Amen? That's going to be the life of blessing. That's going to be the life that you, you desire and that God desires for you. Knowing the Bible is not enough. We have to walk in it. Amen? That's the life that's going to be blessed. And, and we know the scripture. I'll quote it to you. But James chapter 1, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. But he adds a little bit to that. The one that hears only and doesn't do, he says, deceives themselves. I know that I've shared it. I'm going to share it one more time. When Dee and I first got married and I had a, a little job, I worked by myself, basically in a little office and and I was doing some little bookkeeping and accounting kind of work. And I would listen to Christian radio. Back that time, they had a lot of, couple of different stations. You could listen to one sermon after the other just all day long. And so I would listen to them, which was good. It was good that that's what I was listening to. And I was by myself all day, pretty much working. And I, I remember listening to like a seven-part series on prayer, you know, one sermon every day. And... And I, I remember getting home one day and the Lord said, just because you listen to that sermons, those sermons on prayer doesn't make you a man of prayer. And he was right. I listened to it. I knew a lot of the scriptures. I learned a lot. He said, that doesn't make you a man of prayer. 
You heard some good sermons on it. You need to start praying. You need a prayer life. And so when we walk in that light, we, we, do, we can deceive ourselves to thinking because we're so, oh, I've heard a good Bible study on that. I've heard three-part series on the rapture. I can tell you all about it and the new bodies we're going to get and everything like that. But God wants us to walk in obedience to these things. He wants to make us these things. And so, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. That's going to be the blessment, is the one that does the will of God. That's how we learn the Lord. That's how we learn the things of God. That's how we live an overcoming life. Do you want to live a life that overcomes the world, that overcomes sin and temptation and trials and heartaches, that, that by the grace of God you're lifted up to walk above it? It's by walking in obedience to the Lord, being filled with the Spirit by His grace, being led by the Good Shepherd. But the Bible says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. It's a victory that overcomes the world, but we have to walk in obedience. God is merciful to sinners. He's merciful to our unrighteousness, but the knowledge of the Lord and the knowledge of the Holy comes to obedience. The obedience. If he's extended mercy to you, and he does, and grace to you, and he's extended mercy and grace to lost people that are around us, he expects, he expects that grace not to be bestowed upon us in vain. He expects that grace to be I'm going to take full advantage of the grace of God. He told me that if I'll confess my sins, he'll forgive me and wash me. I'm going to confess my sins to God. That's the grace of God, right? I want, to not, I want for the grace of God not to be bestowed upon me in vain. Amen. The knowledge of the Lord that he's called us to, to know and to walk in, the power to overcome temptation, the victory over temptation and sin, the peace of God, the confidence to walk with the Lord and get up every day on a Monday morning, go off to work, knowing that God's keeping you as your good shepherd. The confidence comes in walking with the Lord and knowing the Lord. It does not come from, from disobedience, nor does it come from a mere head knowledge of the Lord. It comes, it comes by doing the word of God. I want to read this to you from Psalm 34. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Well, we would all say we all want that. Desire life and loves days and wants to see good in our lives. Well, he gives an instruction that follows that. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. There's always something from the Lord that he's going to do something miraculous for us. And he just wants us to obey him in something simple. We've been looking at the life of Elijah, right? Elijah, just go to the brook that I'm telling you to go to. Elijah didn't do, have to do anything supernatural. He just had to go to the brook where God told him to go and walk on his own two feet. That God gave him strength to, to go to the brook. What happened there was supernatural, though. God provided for him during the famine. God is calling us to do things that in and of themselves is just simple obedience. And we can do them. We're not on our own. Christ is in us, amen? And, and so this is how we grow. We need to be seeking his word. We need to be seeking his will. We need to be hearing his word and his will. And we need to be doing his word and his will. And it's not just some big mystery. Open your Bibles, begin to read, amen? Go before the Lord in prayer. Do it consistently. It's not a ritual. It's not legalistic. It's life, 
The words I speak unto you, they're spirit and they're light. It's not a bondage, okay? We take his yoke and we learn of him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. You'll find rest for your souls. That's what he tells you. But guess what? I still have to take his yoke. I'm to learn of Christ. There's always something we have to do. What he calls us to do is not, is not something that's always just amazingly difficult. But a lot of times we won't walk just in the simple things. I'm, I'm going to bring this to a close, but I believe that our churches are packed with people. It's not, I don't want to be critical, and I'm not trying to be critical. I just believe that looking at a state, the state of affairs, I would say, in the church world, there's, our churches are packed with people that don't do the will of God. There's many times I haven't done the will of God. I have to go to the Lord and ask his forgiveness and then strength to do it. But that's what we do, right? We ask his forgiveness for not doing it. We ask his strength to do it from here forward. That's, this is plain, simple truth. But I believe that there's two reasons that people aren't in the churches aren't doing the will of God consistently. And they're not coming to know the Lord like they would probably desire to. First of all, they're either here, they, they might be sitting in a church where they're hearing, they don't hear the clear truth. They may just mingle with bad doctrines, so they don't know the perfect will of God, and so therefore they're not doing it. But then I also think there are churches and people in churches that do have the, the truth spoken to them uh, correctly, and yet they just simply don't do it. They're familiar with it, but they don't do it. Maybe it's too costly. It costs them too much to give this up or to give that up. We're not, we're not going any further, y'all. Individually, as a Christian, you're not going any further, nor am I, if I refuse him now. Whatever he's showing you today or this season in your life, whatever God is showing you, you're not going any further until you do that. We could, we could meet again in 30 years from now if the Lord tarries, and you'll be right, right where you are. Spiritually, you'll get no further. Like that plane circling and circling that never comes down to, to land. God doesn't want that for you. Just walk in the light that he's given you. And it, it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's a relationship with Almighty God through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. But our safety, our fullness in Christ, our, it doesn't come from hearing sound doctrine, but, but from obeying sound doctrine. It comes from doing the will of God. Amen. And so this is not just a bunch of rules and regulations. It's life. It's new life in Christ. And a life is to be lived. A life is to be, li be lived. We walk it out. We don't reason it and just think about it all the time. We walk in it. We do the things that God has called us to do. We do it day by day. We do it by the grace of God. We do it by the Holy Ghost who lives inside of us. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And we step out upon the promises of God. We step out upon them and do them. I just, I think about the miracles in the Bible. Everybody had to do it. They had to, I say it, Moses, all he had to do was stand up there and hold a staff out. That's all he had, just, just like what I'm doing now. Stand up, face the sea, tell the people go forward, hold your staff out over the sea, I will part the sea. All he, but what if he said, I don't think that's going to work. You know, I don't know about that. that I don't know if that's really going to work. And he didn't do it. We have to do it. It's just a simple thing. Just hold your hand out. Put the staff in it. I'll take care of the rest. And a lot of times we don't do that. But if we'll walk in the light that he's given us, he will expand it and give us more.
And he will call us to do bigger things, and he'll show us bigger things, and he'll reveal to himself to us in a greater ways, and we'll have more of the peace of God and more of the love of God and more of the joy in the Holy Ghost. That will be ours. It's not from sitting back and watching. It's by stepping out and doing what we know to be true. Don't do anything you want. Do what's revealed to you in the word of God. D, you can come up. I'm going to read the scripture again. If any man will do his will, Jesus said, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And I just want to tell you that the altars are open, that we would come before the Lord. We're to be doers of his word, not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. Lord, I pray that you give us faith to do to do your will. Give us faith and strength by the Holy Ghost to step out upon your word. Help us to walk in the light that you have revealed to us, O God, that you might be glorified through our lives and that we might live the blessed life that you have purposed and intended for us to live. God, I'm not being critical of any person or any church. I've seen it in my own life, Lord to be familiar with the word of God and the promises of God and the commands of God and yet not to obey them. God, forgive me. Forgive us as a people, Lord God, and help us to walk in the light. If any man will do your will, God, you're going to, we'll know. You'll reveal to us yourself, your will, your plans. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you're merciful to us. When we sin, God, we can be forgiven and washed in your blood. Thank you, Lord.